That was behind the back. Over the wow. that was a hook shot dick. Wow, so Welcome back to the Joe and Julian Podcast. Hey. This episode of the Jen Julian Podcast is brought to you by Lyft. Ladies, here's a smart way to start earning money and a $500 bonus. Drive for Lyft. It's the ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to $1,500 a week driving your car. Right now, you can get your $500 new driver bonus by going to lyft.com slash Jen Julian and start making money. That's lyft.com slash Jen Julian. Also brought to you by NatureBox. These wonderful healthy snacks are so much better for you than every other snack that you are probably eating right now. And they have all high quality ingredients, free from artificial colors, flavors, and sweeteners, so you can feel great about snacking. Right now, go to naturebox.com slash Jenna Julian and you get 50% off your first order of snacks. That's naturebox.com slash Jenna Julian. Thank you, Thank sponsors. you so much, Lift and NatureBox. Man, All right. we got a we got a doozy of a podcast right now. Doozy with a capital Z. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try my best to stay calm. Yeah. Because I'm I'm like I'm fired up. I'm angry. I think a lot of people within the YouTube community are very angry at what's been going on with the PewDiePie situation. So that's what we're gonna talk about. And we've also been waiting a little while because we wanted the opportunity to talk about it on the podcast, but we only post on the podcast once a week. Yes. So that's sort of the reason for any sort of delayed response coming from us in support of Felix is that we wanted to make this a whole podcast. There is no like little, I support Felix, like little f- sentence that you can throw out there. It exactly. really requires we some wanted... unpacking because I have a lot to say. <clears throat> also, honestly. also our content doesn't super lend itself to us just being like, okay, this week I'm going to focus my content on this. You know, I do vlogs, you do not commentary. So it's like, we had to wait till the podcast. So now we felt like it was an appropriate time to Man. bring it up. So the Felix cast. Oh my God. Do you want to take the lead on kind of recapping what has happened so far if anyone's watching and doesn't know? Yeah. Okay. So if for any reason you don't know, um, Felix made a video where he went on Fiverr, which is a website where you can ask people to do tasks for about $5. Julian actually used Fiverr a a long time ago for some design work. Like there's a lot of cool things that you can have done for a cheap, affordable price, sometimes more than $5. But there's a lot of people that troll Fiverr because it's fucking funny. And Felix found these two guys in what looks like a jungle that would hold up any sign that you wanted. So he wrote, uh, death to all Jews and subscribe to Keemstar on a piece of paper and they held it up. And that was the video. It was just him trolling. Basically you wanted to see how far someone would go for five bucks. And he had, uh, a fake Jesus (laughs) say, uh, Hitler, Hitler did, did nothing absolutely wrong. nothing wrong yeah. and subscribe. My favorite channel on YouTube is Jack's, but I see. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of people that were very angry about that. And there's been a lot of backlash from the media and mostly coming from the wall street journal. Uh, but that's sort of what's going on. And as a result of that situation, Felix was dropped from his MCN, which was Disney previously was maker was bought out by Disney for, hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, then YouTube subsequently canceled his YouTube Red Show, Scare PewDiePie 2. So I think a lot of people are talking about bits and pieces of this as if they're almost separate. But <laughs> this this really is a very important moment 
to me at least, in YouTube history because this has never happened before. The culmination, this storm has never happened before on YouTube and it's fucking insane. Like, absolutely, it's blowing my mind in so many ways. It's crazy for a number of reasons, namely uh, this kind of war that's being waged between these old school media outlets, online media outlets, and one person, PewDiePie. (laughs) Right, which is crazy to think about all the people and all the bosses and all the uh, legalese of all these news outlets versus Felix. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And the, the disparity of uh, the the kind of how those two systems work is so massive. And so, um, you know, when the, I don't know if you guys watched it, but the attack video that Wall Street Journal put on on Felix is is laughable. I mean, this video is ridiculous yeah it, it looks like an episode of um what's it called uh, the um intervention intervention it looks like an episode of intervention <laughs> With that music like, the music doo, 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 and the doo, doo, text doo, doo. it was like they took everything wildly out of context okay so yeah. if if you <clears throat> didn't follow it which i really hope that you do encourage yeah. you to if you haven't uh the wall street journal took that post that felix made on fiverr and uh which was a funny video And also, just disclaimer, for those of you out there that were genuinely offended by him writing the words death to all Jews, he has apologized in multiple places and uh, has said that he reflects nothing that he feels, that it was a joke. And the joke was actually that he was trying to point out how ridiculous it is that you can pay someone five dollars and have them do literally anything. Yeah. Um, but that if you are offended by that, you're entitled to be offended. And, you know, maybe the joke went too far uh, and he apologized. So there's that. But the Wall Street Journal took that and a bunch of other videos completely out of context and made him look like a legitimate Nazi supporter, <laughs> like they, they, legitimate anti-Semitic Nazi supporter. They cut this video together in <laughs> almost a comical insane. way. I mean, the way they put this video together, there's montage of this uh, this Hitler speech that he was watching in one of his videos, unrelated to when he dressed up in that outfit. <laughs> and they literally cut them together to like to, it made it look like he was literally just studying <laughs> to be a Nazi on on camera. He had his like his arm up, and they cut it, and it looked like it's fuck. It's like bananas. It's, it's garbage. Next level it's crazy. Absolute garbage. Um, and we do want to clarify before we get into everything that we are one hundred percent on the side of Felix. We are on sure. Felix's side. We believe as YouTubers uh, and as people on the internet, we have a right to stick up for one of our own, especially when something like this blows up to this proportions, and and uh, people are kind of. You're having to choose sides in mm-hmm. a way, you know what I mean? You're either on the side of Wall Street Journal and the news, or you're on the side of Felix, you know, even with those jokes being said. Right. And and to be fair, when you listen to this podcast or listen to us talk about this, we are, in fact, incredibly biased because we're in the YouTube community. We do this for a living. And we also understand everything that goes along with that. So you're not getting the most neutral, unbiased opinion here. You're getting a very biased opinion here as someone that understands what's going on on multiple levels. That's a good point. We're not you know claiming I mean? we're not claiming to be unbiased. You guys know we're YouTubers. I'm fucking is, biased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, I mean you if you clicked on this video, you pretty much already know <laughs> we're biased. So um so that's that's where we're gonna start. Why don't we we wanted to start with this just wonderful BuzzFeed article. <laughs> Oh my god. Um 
So I'm, I'm trying to stay the, calm, fam. I am. We'll keep each other in check. Well, let me okay, let me also just interject one okay, second. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We did a podcast about Sam Pepper where we like took sides on purpose. Where I was the one arguing uh, free speech. It was when that petition was going around amongst YouTubers yeah. to get his channel deleted, and I argued pretty strongly that once you start censoring people. Like, you're opening Pandora's box yeah. that I really don't think, as long as he's not violating the terms of, of use and service or whatever, you can't just delete someone's channel. Yeah. And there is a lot of people that disagree with that, that say that he, it doesn't matter what he's doing is discussing his channel should be deleted. And I just disagree because I don't think that people should have, you know, their voice taken away from them. And it's it needs to be like a concrete thing. Like I if agree. you do X, we'll delete your channel. I agree. I agree. But until then, we have no grounds to. So I'm like, and you guys know that have watched this podcast how strongly I feel about freedom of expression and voice and comedy and that kind of thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm so biased on so many levels. And you can go ahead and get into this fucking beautiful piece of literature, uh, but. I think we both share that yeah. belief, even though you took the opposite side. In that, that case, argument. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jacob Clifton, a BuzzFeed contributor, uh, wrote this article called "The Downfall of YouTube's Biggest Star Is a Symptom of a Bigger Illness." Uh, and but this is just like this is one article of one so article. many that come out, and let's just point out right now, like yeah. there there has been because we're not doing this so. Down here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry so yeah. we wrote like an That's outline. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're trying. Oh, yeah, we I'm- had to like sort of outline this because I'm like my brain is everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have so much to say. Yep. What what do we have here? We have. All right. So we wanted to explain our stance, which we did. So we now we're um, we wanted to bring up. Wall Street Journal went to his house. Yeah. And he PewDiePie tweeted the other day. I'll, I'll find the tweet. The, <laughs> uh, yeah, find the tweet. They came to his house offering him a platform to defend himself. Yeah. So nice of them. Read the, the headlines that he just retweeted. These ones. Okay. Head- just today. Okay. So these are headlines that he retweeted today that actually came out. Uh, I saw these. I bet some of you guys saw these. PewDiePie half-heartedly apologized, uh, calls media... Motherfuckers. <laughs> that one hit me in my giggle bit. PewDiePie's misguided war on the media sounds familiar. PewDiePie's apology for Nazi jokes shows that he still doesn't get it. Trump and PewDiePie are using the same playbook. And I want to bring that back up later. I wrote a note about that, which is fucking insane. But uh, so he wrote. Uh, a day ago, Wall Street Journal journalists knocking at my home address, offering me a chance and platform to defend myself. I'm not joking. This happened. They should have tried to get a response from me directly to begin with. Not going to the brands I work with first proves to me their maliciousness. So, Wall Street Journal writes, or sorry, makes this hit piece on him. Right, tries to make him look like a Nazi online uh, in the most serious, goofy way possible. Uh, and then all this backlash happens. Everyone's freaking out. Like, what the fuck is this video? He makes a video on it. He couldn't believe it. People are parodying the video. Then they show up at his house, his house. So as a journalist, you might argue, yes, uh, you need to track down your source. You need to go to their house, whatever. This is the single most inappropriate situation to where you should go to his house. So yesterday you're calling him a Nazi on your website and today you're going to his house to try to get his side of the story. 
which is completely backwards and should be completely uh, not allowed. And no one should no one should be on the side of that. At least doing that that's not okay. Um, anything? There's well, I listened to a podcast, or I guess it's a sort of podcast called yeah. Sargon of Akkad. Where uh, he, it's called hashtag PewDiePie did nothing wrong, and he does a really great job. It's about half an hour long of explaining why he believes that this is a hit piece on PewDiePie, and I really, really agree with that because what they're doing is so out of left field. Like, can we can we unpack the fact that they are coming after someone in theory for making a joke what they deem as poor taste? Joke police. Yeah, joke police. They are, in theory, joke policing Felix, which is fucking exhausting and stupid, okay? Like, I understand that sometimes jokes are really offensive and that people don't like them, and that's your right to call people out if you want to do that. But for the Wall Street Journal to do this on one person that makes internet videos is really fucking exhausting, especially with all the absolute really offensive shit on the internet. Like, what the fuck are you doing? The the biggest, the thing that bothers me the most in that argument of them kind of attacking him for his jokes and playing joke police is the argument that he, PewDiePie, is normalizing uh, hate speech and anti-Semitism. And he's doing that. Not not the craziest... uh, darkest parts of the internet that exist with the worst of everything, all sorts of racism, all sorts of anti-Semitism, PewDiePie makes a couple jokes, and he's he's normalizing it. Right. It's his fault for, for the normalization right. of these sorts well, of jokes, which I, I just think it's like another one of these things where they're taking it out of context and slapping this giant label on him right. for one small instance. Right. And I think maybe, perhaps, in the second half of this podcast, we can get to my actual... Because you guys don't let him fucking out of my mind, right? And everything is a conspiracy theory to me yeah, so i have a lot to say about why i think this is actually happening we can we will, we will definitely yeah. cover that yeah. but in regards to what you're saying about pewdiepie normalizing you know this hate culture and f- it, th- this is an article from buzzfeed that like fucking echoes that in the most ridiculous way first of all coming from buzzfeed I, although i know there's a difference between contributing people and writers like they don't actually work at BuzzFeed for BuzzFeed to publish this knowing how fucking hard Felix works it's all what he does is borderline impossible to do for one person like anyone in the YouTube community knows how difficult what he does is and how like it's you're gonna lose your mind at some point like he has to have some people help him yeah For those of you who don't, this is what this fucking article starts off with. For those of you who don't enjoy them, Shelberg's videos in which he's, which he performs running commentary while playing video games are nails on a chalkboard even when they don't include Nazi references. And so it's not surprising that outside the video game vlogger community, the online, the online reaction to his fall from grace has been almost uniformly a smug satisfaction. What what fall from grace? I'm just, no, like right there. (laughs) What is that sentence? What fall from grace? Are all of his subscribers gone? He gained what? A quarter of a million subscribers over the course of a couple of days after this? Fall from grace like he needed Maker. Right. Um, The real story with PewDiePie is not... I'm trying to calm down. The real story with PewDiePie is not that somebody... uh, You're preconditioned to hate. Whether out of personal distaste for his combination of Euro DJ obliviousness and shrieking energy, or because you dismiss his industry at large, or because you're incredulous that anyone could make that much money doing basically nothing. 
Why don't you condescend published. a little more? Published on, on BuzzFeed. Well, I mean, it doesn't really blow my mind. <laughs> because BuzzFeed does so much. Uh, the online alt-right is built on lulls and on an insulated privilege enjoyed by people without any personal context for or historical understanding of the things their privilege lets them say. So we're all idiots. Uh, he called uh, their edgelords, the boys and men who group together online for the explicit proliferation of hate speech and misogyny will almost inevitably keep pushing the line until they end up in a truly dark place. By luck and sa- I'm just reading the parts that I highlighted that yeah. are yeah. particularly aggravating. By luck and serendipity, his effect on a predominant emerging media format of the 21st century is permanent. If YouTubing isn't art, he's an accidental Picasso. And then they go on to describe this thing called false consensus bias. It explains why your relatives are constantly shocked by things on Facebook. It explains in large part why both left and right are shocked by the reactions to President Trump and and Obama. And it explains why Felix Shelberg is such an easy blank canvas for our essays and think pieces. Because he matters most to young people whose ideas and obsessions still aren't taken seriously by mainstream discourse. Among 13 to 18 year olds, Variety reported in 2014, PewDiePie is more recognizable than Jennifer Lawrence. If you find that impossible to believe, you are coming upon an understanding of false consensus bias. And then they go on to fucking say that he's a degenerate and everyone that follows him is a degenerate. They chalk his success up to serendipity and luck. And he's an accidental Picasso. Everything in this article is undermining what an absolutely important figure he is, not only to people aged 13 to 18, but the online media community as a whole. What he has done for our community is fucking groundbreaking. And this article is disgusting. And this person should be ashamed of themselves. So then they go on to describe this. Uh, everyone that follows him uh, has privilege. And Reddit ironists. Yeah, again, again, these Hitler, blanket statements, yeah. sweeping generalizations. Hitler jokes and rape jokes alike come from originally from naivete and eventually harden into belief. We're conditioned to distance ourselves from Reddit dorks, anime avatar trolls, and suddenly Nazi identifying furries. What the and fuck? And so they stay invisible this until jargon, they aren't. I can't with this fucking they jargon. They become collectives, at <clears> which point <throat> it feels like they came from nothing, but they came from somewhere. Boredom, loneliness, the universal feeling, which most of us are lucky enough to overcome in childhood of being the protagonist of the universe who's mistreated despite doing one's best. To these boys, Rape and Anne Frank are equally ghost stories, equally a path to extremity. The thing that this breed of the thing that this breed of deeply <laughs> aggrieved male nerd will always talk louder, talk over each other, talk over women. Nerds scream because they don't feel heard. That's the reason anyone they, ever they, does. And they allude to PewDiePie's old videos when he would scream playing video games, doing like playalongs for screaming. And they they come back to it saying nerds scream when they don't feel like I'm sorry but this jargon the words that they're using it's like they are speaking (laughs) (laughs) it's like they are speaking to a completely different sect of human beings who don't even know what any of this is they're like educating you on 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 the internet with with this fucking article to go on everyone in the mob reassuring each other that everything is normal They're, they're okay so they're they're talking about us 53 million people that watch PewDiePie's video we're a mob guys we're a mob and we're brainwashed and we should be so fucking thankful that this one woke person over at BuzzFeed is writing an article for us for us to understand. 
Okay, you should be so lucky. <laughs> Men in our culture are trained to see themselves as the only objective and rational actor. And you see a particularly American form of radicalization we don't even have a word for because it's so new. In other countries, if a young man feels so important and right and also so unheard that he's willing to break the law or hurt people to make them understand, we have a word for that. Terrorism. Nice. Are you fucking kidding me? But like, okay, white male rage, blah, blah, blah. He's a symptom of majority illness, but because he accidentally got rich, we seem to content to let the buck stop with him. His downfall feels anti-capitalist. It feels nonconformist. It makes us feel all the things we love to feel when we're trying to prove we're better than. But the truth is the soil this stuff grows in is the reality of our country and our world. We will go on encouraging this behavior and these thoughts until they bear fruit. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that really actually feel this way, that really feel like... He's perpetuating hate speech, and he's a terrible fucking role model for kids. Like, I literally, I was texting Piff from SiriusXM, because we were talking about this, because people have been asking me for my opinion, and articles like that are, it's like so ridiculously tired and exhausting. It's like saying, oh my god, our kids are listening to Elvis. He's moving his hips around, and they're so sexy, our kids are gonna get fucking pregnant. Who is this? Who is this person you're watching on YouTube? What did he, did he just make a Hitler joke? What's going to happen to my white male child? White male rage. That's what's going to happen. Pray for the kids. We got to take down PewDiePie. He's a terrible fucking person. I can almost guarantee you that the, the author of this article, Mr. Jacob Clifton, has never even seen a PewDiePie video because I genuinely believe that PewDiePie started making those Nazi Hitler like commentary the jokes after he started realizing he's getting slammed in the media they're portraying him in the worst way possible so it's a big troll and fuck you back to them yeah luckily we have this article here that this is from forbes which i think (laughs) he mentions by name that author that explains what's really going on uh sort of in what's going on in the joke. Are you all right? No, yeah, go ahead. I'm just listening. Schalberg was playing uh, to an audience of people who had grown up online and not only understood, but expected internet shock culture. What? I put his live subscriber count on my phone. <laughs> First originating online on primitive message, bo- message boards related to hacker culture in the 80s, this type of shock culture, also known as trolling culture, where people try to be as offensive and disgusting as possible, filthy Frank, uh, has proliferated online in the modern era on sites like 4chan and 8chan, as well as Reddit and YouTube. That think shit posting, being an edgelord, and heavy tra- heavily trafficking in outrage, whether it's real or manufactured, you you or the trolled target. All those downfall parodies on YouTube are but a taste of this kind of humor that also includes homophobic and racist slurs, lots of curse words, dicks, sexy anime babes, and swastikas. It's old hat bores many people these days and most grow out of it, but that doesn't mean the culture or the language and imagery have gone away. In fact, these same shock humor tropes have persisted among younger generations, in part because of their taboo nature and dark meme status. Dark shock humor has been a staple of the web since AOL online CDs and has been a fan favorite of teenagers for more than two decades. Children have literally grown up on it. This dark humor isn't just limited to young men in angry corners of the web, as Jacob Clifton in BuzzFeed posted. Uh, is anywhere and everywhere, nor does it make people who subscribe to it or don't get riled by it monsters. Doesn't this sound more accurate to what the internet is to yeah. you? 
This is why Schellberg, a product of the internet, thought he could get away with doing a comedy bit where he compares people who are participate in the YouTube Heroes Initiative to Nazis. <laughs> this is why when Schellberg paid $5 on Fiverr for two men in India to dance with a banner, Death to All Jews, subscribe to Keemstar, his audience and the YouTube community laughed at the joke. Not because of the ridiculousness of Fiverr, but because Keemstar is the butt of the joke of mass-hated and often mocked YouTuber to these people and to Shelberg's audience, hating on Jewish people never factored into it. Everyone in that community agreed long ago that that kind of language insincerity was wrong. Paying people to do ridiculous things on Fiverr is also a popular prank in places like 4chan, no less. Unfortunately, not everyone in the world thinks this is is a horrible view to have, hence the spike in hate groups in the U.S. And not everyone who watches these videos comes from or understands that culture. Hence the Wall Street Journal Journal report as if it was a serious investigative piece. Sans all the context and digital literacy. Like, this this fucking sentence right here is like... It sums everything up. It sums everything up, yeah. (laughs) Compounding the problem with dark, edgy humor, Schellberg was channeling, had attracted uh, actual Nazis who started sharing his uh, videos as if they were the guy. Which he had to make a statement saying, I'm not a Nazi. I don't support it. Ironically enough, the original tweet expressing outrage over Shelberg's I didn't know this, Fiverr stunt that went viral on Twitter came from a young man of color who grew up on the internet and tweets 4chan threads, anime babes, and memes on his timeline. As the Fiverr controversy began unfolding in the middle of January, he laughed about all the people raging out and retweeting him seriously. See, this is just a great example of these fucking sites who pride themselves on being journalists taking that. But, I mean, this is coming from Forbes. This was posted February 17th at 3.20 Directly calling out this BuzzFeed article. (laughs) But, I mean, you're because there's been such outrage and pushback against the media for what they've written and done to Felix, I think that now other publications are being like, maybe we can actually post an unbiased piece about this. But we all know how, and Felix has called them out so many times, how, how these media companies are operating as of lately. It's, what's the most ridiculous, shocking headline that I can post to get clicks and views? And Felix knows that it's the same way it works on YouTube. If you put his name in your title or your thumbnail, that thing is going to get viewed ten times more than the videos without them. And that's the game that the media is playing. They want those clicks. They want the clicks. They're clickbaiters just like fucking YouTube. And and we've also seen this happen with YouTubers in the past or people online in the past where someone will just write a disgustingly out of touch article, like a little fucking rage piece. And then YouTubers and people retweet it and respond and it gets a shit ton of clicks. Yeah. Like that E piece they did a while ago. Yes. But in in that sense, maybe that person is, you know, attacked by tweens for the afternoon or a week or two. But they've accomplished their job. The money's been made. The money's in the the bank. The clicks have been done. It it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess all all they're missing now is some long-term fucking integrity. That that they're sacrificing. Yeah. Well, this article, which is a kind of good transition here, um, it's called PewDiePie and Trump aren't here hurting the press, <laughs> but they definitely want to. It's on Polygon by oh, Ben Kuchera. God. This one. This, this one. This article this is one. like rage fuel. So good. I'm trying to comment. So I, I could have highlighted the, the whole article. I could have highlighted the whole article. Tell them where they can find it because it's like rage it's on, fuel. It's on uh, Polygon. So just type in you know Polygon PewDiePie Trump and you'll find it because those, that's a completely appropriate headline, which, oh my God. Okay. Um, so one thing that I found funny 
the, they, they're talking about his apology video and they're making fun of it, saying that it was disingenuous. The goalposts constantly move throughout the video as if one side of his brain is trying to make things better and the other side is desperately needing to share how unfair this all is. So if anyone actually watched that apology video from beginning to end, there's literally nothing back and forth about it. There's stating what happened. There's acknowledge, acknowledging the backlash. There's clarifying his intentions. And then there's a deep, very genuine sorry. And he even tears up at the end. Like yeah. this is the apology video that he needed to make and he did it perfectly. And yet, <laughs> what, like, what does that even mean? Where does he, where does he, where does he argue in that video that this is unfair? He completely acknowledges what happened. He calls out the Wall Street Journal for being fucking complete fuckwits for what they've done in this situation, which is accurate. Um, then they go on to say the media is not scared of PewDiePie and this is not personal. Okay. Just tell us that. Just let us know that they're not scared of PewDiePie after they completely go after him. We're going to bring this up more later, but PewDiePie is one person, one guy with 53 million plus subscribers and can fucking do whatever he wants with them. That's terrifying to these outlets. That's terrifying to a lot of people. That's terrifying to any number of organizations. So this is absolutely a lie. They are absolutely scared and intimidated PewDiePie. Um, so uh, Shelberg criticized a 2013 Variety story in his video and the author wasn't having it. But what really, uh, in quotes, but what really steams me is what PewDiePie neglected to share it to the world in this video on Thursday. Variety put PewDiePie on the cover in 2015 in an article that couldn't have been more positive, hailing him as the new leader in the movement of entertainment. How come he didn't complain then about the 2013 column when he agrees to pose for those pictures? So I find it kind of interesting how because they they... They had him on the cover of their magazine. They wrote a positive article about him. So because they did that, they're done with all the the being nice and, and acting right. Now they can just completely shit on him and they can allude to that saying, hey, you pose for these pictures, so you must agree with everything we write in the future, <laughs> right? Can, I mean, it's like, the, and, and their argument is like, we wrote positive things about you. We're hailing you as the new, as the new fucking face of entertainment, the yeah. leader in the new movement. Yeah, because he fucking is. <laughs> he fucking is. You had your head screwed on straight. Oh and then somewhere God. along the line from that point to now, you've completely lost your mind and you're, you're trying to gain his, his whatever from, from reminding him that he was on the cover because you did your job right back then. They go on to say, this is this is the best part. This is the best part. So, is it better than calling him a terrorist? <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Good. This is a claim that's made often these days, and not just by entertainers like Shelberg. Donald Trump, arguably, is the most powerful man in the world, gets much value out of bypassing the traditional press in order to speak to his audience directly through social media. So, basically, Trump is Felix. That's what they're saying right here. Tight. Because Trump <laughs> likes to not talk to the media and he likes to tweet, that makes Felix exactly the same. So, so it's a great form of communication, Trump said on Twitter, his platform of choice in 60 minutes. 60 minutes, great source. So anyway, the difference here is that Felix, for years and years and years and years and years, ever since he had zero subscribers, has been making videos on YouTube, A, because he loves it and it's what he does. It's his passion. He's good at it. And B... Because it's his job. It pays his rent. He makes a video, then he gets to eat. Those are the chain of events. So tr for some reason, this, this comparison here is trying to say that Felix making videos is to Trump on Twitter. Is tweeting 
the president of the United States job? <laughs> Is that what he's paid and elected to do? No. By the people of this nation? No. So what the fuck is this article saying? <laughs> Tweeting is not his job. <laughs> Just because our fucking moron president gets on Twitter and spouts crazy shit doesn't mean he's paid to do that. It means he does that. Oh. And and then and then they go on to say, I'm keenly aware this article won't do much to convince Shelberg's audience or leave, like kind of what the BuzzFeed article was saying or leave uh, or flock to him. Yeah, like, oh, God, this I'm just going to leave you all these people with this helpless it's, feeling. Of, it's, we're just so helpless against these yeah, angry yeah. white men. It's not designed to impact his business nor his popularity. His fan base likely won't read it. Right. Because we're all just fucking idiots. Well, I mean, that is that that for that article yeah because i mean it leads us into a much larger point. yeah let's 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 trans let's transition now i think i mean that's pretty i could go on and yeah on i know i mean the first half of of what we're talking about right now is kind of bogged down and we're gonna get out of all of the mundane fucking details of bullshit that people have been writing yeah. and saying because i, I want to talk about some fucking shit yeah i think i think i honestly i need to just take a second and have a snack <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know what you guys do when you want a snack, but when I want a Your snack, shit. I get Nature Box. Hey. This is my all-time favorite Nature Box snack. This Ooh, is the one? strawberry lemonade fruit salad. I never get to eat them because he eats them all. I, there's some here, so you can just indulge. I wrote a poem about that, that snack a, a couple down. episodes back. Uh, Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. All quality ingredients, free from uh, artificial colors, flavors, and sweeteners. Go to naturebox.com and have a look at their snack catalog. Choose the ones you want, and they'll deliver them to your door. There's over 100 snacks to choose from. My favorite is the Strawberry Lemonade uh, Fruit Stars. Strawberry Lemonade Fruit Stars. Mm. Like, come on. There I also have uh, Big Island Pineapple, which is right here. It's very, very good. Uh, they have a whole whole bunch of snacks, see, uh, savory and sweet. And they have new snacks added all the time based on customer feedback. Um, also, if you don't like a snack... They will send you a replacement for free, and you get to keep the snack. Uh, NatureBox recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, no minimum purchase, and cancel any time. So right now, you get started by going to naturebox.com slash Jenna Julian and get 50% off your first order. NatureBox.com slash Jenna Julian. And uh, ladies, here's a smart way to earn some extra money and a $500 bonus. You can drive for Lyft. Guys, you are in your car. Whether you're between jobs, you're, learning, you're looking to earn some money in college, or you just want a couple hours to make some money and you have some free, you sign up right now at Lyft.com. That's L-Y-F-T.com slash Jenna Julian. And you start making extra money anytime, anywhere. All you need is a car and driving for Lyft pays up to $35 an hour. You can drive mornings, nights, weekends, or like I said, if you have a few hours free, just flip into driver mode and start making money. Only Lyft drivers earn tips from within the app. Plus, you will not have to wait weeks or even days to get paid. You can cash out instantly with Express Pay, which is so huge. I mm -hmm. love that feature. Uh, it all adds up. It's super flexible, and you keep your own tips. Get paid when you need the cash. Right now, what are you guys waiting for? Go to lyft.com. That's L-Y-F-T dot com slash Jenna Julian and sign up and get a $500 new driver bonus. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. All right. Um, so we're going to move on here. Oh. Into uh, a little bit weirder uh, of a of a sect of this whole situation, but we didn't mention this stuff. These what two stuff? things. Go ahead. So, well, this okay. Yeah, no, okay. Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, why don't you start? Why don't you start? Because I want you, everyone, to know that's listening to this right now. We respect every, just about everybody in the YouTube community, and uh, I respect other people's choices. I respect other people navigating the space differently than we do, and none of it is personal. It's 
our opinion, I guess, on professional things. We val- we also want to make, make clear that we value our relationship. You know, when we say something, we don't want you guys to think we're just saying it to say it. We are being honest with you. And that's mm-hmm. part of why we're clarifying right now. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So, we were watching Philip DeFranco's live stream yesterday morning. Yeah. yeah. And he was talking about when covering the PewDiePie news and making videos that a couple of those videos got demonetized because of... He so casually mentioned it, too. He was not complaining on Twitter about it. It was just... It brought up in the live stream and he was like, yeah, a couple of my videos this week got popped. And uh, I don't know if maybe you listened to this episode of the podcast, but we had an entire podcast after YouTube was like, look, guys, uh, if you make news on YouTube, you're probably going to get hit a little bit harder than everyone else. And if you have, you know, uh, graphic content or uh, you're talking about anything that has to do with politics, basically, they can demonetize your video. And everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking scared. Like, I'm going to get demonetized. That was the whole, like, swearing thing. Like, if you swear or have unfriendly content. Yeah. But what was really happening was that channels that make news were getting hit the hardest. And we sat here and made a podcast. And I was like, this is a fucking conspiracy theory. Like, this is a direct attempt to control and cut off at the knees these people that are truly trying to run like a free media or a free opinion. And Philip DeFranco is the exception to the rule and that he's been on YouTube for 10 plus years. He's had the ability to diversify his income and make sure that he has a backup plan so he's going to be fine but the fact that they are hitting him and demonetizing his news videos says a lot to me about what youtube is concerned about and i also want to say i've said this in my vlog channel in the past that when all these youtubers and stuff go to the white house and they meet the president and they do all of that you know i think that's cool and good for you and i think that there's some certain instances where it makes more sense than others i'm not saying that it's never okay or right but i am morally opposed to it and i always have been and every time i get invited to do something like that i really feel from the bottom of my fucking being that it's wrong to do that because i genuinely believe that they do not care who you are or what you make on YouTube or what what you're doing. They want access to the millions of eyeballs that watch you and to sell your audience on any any type of political agenda, in my opinion, feels wrong and is wrong. And and I know that other people are going to do it. I know that it's cool to meet the president, and I would love to fucking shake hands with lots of people in the world of politics. I think that'd be rad. But unfortunately, in my opinion, I don't believe that they're there shaking your hand genuinely. I think that they're shaking a gateway to millions of eyeballs, which I think is morally wrong. So when we're talking – I'm sorry. I know this is long-winded and not completely connected. Uh, For example, Lily Singh posted the other day, Superwoman, a video with Bill Gates very casually talking about – some some concepts that it's just to me it's blatantly obvious what's happening here lily's audience is like look how cool it is that she collabed with bill gates and they can't get over that they watch the video they think that's amazing but what's really happening regardless of what he says in the video is that you're being conditioned to like him and well not only that but you're being conditioned to getting some type of you know corporate or political agenda through your favorite entertainer on the internet, which is fucking wrong well, in the, my the opinion. Th- I mean, if you're if you, like a lot of her audience is young and I have a feeling a lot of them don't really know much about Bill Gates. So they right. see him 
sitting there yeah. chatting. Yeah, oh, cool. He's just talking about oh, some life cool. stuff. Yeah. That's cool. He's great. That's cool. But it's and and my and a, I yeah. need to stress over and over again. This is my opinion. Yeah. Okay, this is well, not. Yeah, and you take it for what is. it is. I think that it's fucking wrong, yeah. and I, I think that it's wrong that if somebody in any sort of political agenda wanted to come on my fucking main channel and be like, let's just do a, a nice little collab about healthcare, I would go, you can fuck all the way off. Yeah, because that's not what this channel is for, yeah. and I'm not going to give you access to these people and exploit their fucking eyeballs off of this trust that we've built together that I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Yes. If they want to learn about the world and the news, you have other places to find that and it is not my job to bring it to you. And then what we were talking about with this. Casey Neistat, <clears throat> and I mean this in the most polite way possible. Same with Lily and same with Phil, although we haven't said anything. We agree with Phil. Yeah. But with Casey Neistat, there's been a lot of backlash within the YouTube community because he signed a deal with CNN. They bought out his company for a lot of money. Right. And slowly his channel has sort of become him posting things about the riots. And it seems like sort of a harmless news coverage from a Casey Neistat perspective. You know, you have some cool camera shots. You have a little insight. You have some, you know, you're also subscribed. So you would see it in place of a Casey Neistat video. It feels like a nice sort of transition. But then Casey came out with a video talking about the situation with PewDiePie and addressed it almost from sort of a neutral standpoint, like that a news outlet would, which a lot of people found problematic because if you are an online creator, you so very clearly see the problem with what's going on with the media. And Casey, for some reason, has, you know, obligations to CNN now. I I think I think I don't think he can be truly unbiased anymore. I think think, so. That's what it looks like. That's 1000 percent what I believe is happening. What a Mm -hmm. lot of other people believe is happening. I mean, the video has hundreds of thousands of dislikes right now. Like people are pissed at him Uh, and and they have a reason to be. I think when you give information to an audience or to the Internet, he was so popular. He's on the trending page every single upload. So everyone knows about him. So when you give information like, oh, my company was bought by CNN, what what people think at first is like, okay, cool. That's probably not going to affect B. That's A. This is B. Right. Then, like you said, these these videos about the riots, these videos about the election, the, uh, and then this video about PewDiePie comes out, and then you're like, okay, wait, hold on a second. Right. This this the, nowhere in the video does he ever say PewDiePie, this Was, is fucked up. You got fucked. This is bullshit. Yeah, and he, nowhere he never, nowhere in his video does he acknowledge that the Wall Street Journal grossly misrepresented. I mean, what he I mean, posted. I mean, I mean, Casey is a brilliant filmmaker, mm-hmm. and so for them to look at that video the Wall Street posted, like. Anyone with a half of a fucking brain can look at that video and be like, is this, is this comedy? Because it looks like comedy. Because <laughs> it's fucking And, and Casey, of all people, should know that. And right. so for nowhere in the video for him to for uh, acknowledge that maybe that was a little bit of uh, a bullshit piece. Um, and then at the end, he says this, you know, something about, uh, you know, Felix, if you apologize, it'll be fine. No one's going to hate you. But wh- why Why should he apologize? That's, right. that's what got people mad. Why should he apologize? Why are you telling your, we thought, fucking community member the huge member of our community. You are a huge member of our community. Felix is a huge member. And why are you telling him to apologize and everything's going to be fine? It feels like you're giving him a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Well, I also had a problem with Casey's tweet that he tweeted after the fact, which was, you know, much like the hubris of the author of this BuzzFeed article where it, you know, tells everyone what's wrong with them. And then like this one woke fucking person is going to save all 53 million of us. Casey had tweeted 
Uh, just for just in case any of those of you haven't seen the the PewDiePie uh, apology, I wanted to make sure that this reached everyone or something he, like, like that. He tweeted his video out again, right? It, or, it wait, bo- what did he tweet he out? Tweeted Felix's out video. Felix's yeah, yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. It bothered me a little bit that maybe this CNN stuff really is sinking in with Casey. Yeah. That he feels like he needs to get all of the news across, but like on what planet are we? Are people seeing Casey's tweet that wouldn't have also seen PewDiePie's tweet or video? Yeah, that that's like you said, like who? <laughs> yeah, like it's a little bit of hubris. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a little bit like I think we all saw the apology. You sort of you didn't show your support, but then you also wanted to make sure that it was, Felix's it, side it, came out. It kind of but felt why, like a last ditch are, effort to like as- associate with Felix. Right. So I'm going to get off of that topic yeah. because well, it, we just uh, did want to bring it up because right, it, yeah. because it's interesting that Casey just so happens to be, from, from what I know, one yeah. of the only people that started off as a strong community member that has since been bought out by a news company that yeah. is now very clearly getting called out for being a little too newsy. Yeah. Like there are people accusing him of no longer being part of the community anymore. Like yeah. there's what? As of right now, this is when we're recording this on a Saturday. Um, Casey's video has 3.1 million views, 112,000 likes and then 111,000 dislikes. Yeah. So almost 50, 50 scroll through the comments. Immediately. You see a lot of frustrated people, uh, with the video, with what he's doing. Um, but you know what? Uh, we also haven't watched, um, uh, Ethan and Neela's podcast with him. Cause I know they just had him on the podcast. Casey. Right. So, I mean, that'll well, be I mean, interesting. In the past, Ethan and Neela have sort of like, they've had them in like a month and a half ago and then they'll post it a month later. True, so true, it true, doesn't true. address. So it yeah. Yet. We don't yeah. know yet. Yeah. Um, Regardless of whatever with Casey, I think that it's interesting that one of the only members, prominent members of our community that has shown any sort of opposition to Felix has been Casey because maybe his livelihood and life is now compromised. Yeah. You never know. That's, that's what I mean. Like you announced. Yeah. I think, I think Casey absolutely has Felix's back, but unfortunately this is the reality of his life. And no one, but Casey and CNN knows what the stipulations are of this deal. No one knows what's, what strings are being pulled. You just, you can't know. All you can do is, is uh, speculate, which it's very easy to do when, when those videos come out. But this, I mean, I've always said this and and many people on the internet know this, like teenagers are incredibly fucking smart. Your audience is incredibly fucking smart. So although this transition with Casey has just sort of happened recently, people have already sniffed out such a change that would be so subtle to someone else, maybe. But because they know him, they love him, they live with him every single day. Like, this is a giant change to them, you know? So it is interesting. It's noticeable, even if you're not woke. Right. (laughs) It is interesting, though, that the only person that's getting shit for not supporting him is Casey, because he is one of us. Yeah. You know, but okay. back to the Philip DeFranco demonetization uh, video news, whatever. You guys know that I'm fucking out of my mind. Buckle up. And uh, what? Buckle up. What? Conspiracy, baby. (laughs) No, let's go. Um, I in this. Please. This is my opinion. I don't care if you think I'm fucking crazy. I don't care. Whatever. Just my thoughts. I don't think that this has anything to do with Felix making anti-Semitic jokes. 
Nothing at all. I really don't. Uh, At the bare bottom fucking level, I don't want to live in a world where the Wall Street Journal gets to play fucking joke police on the internet. I don't want to live in that world, let alone the one that I think that we're living in. And the one that I think that we're living in is when we talk, we've talked about this a couple times with whatever, whatever podcast, which one, the news one with Philip DeFranco and stuff. Yeah. I think genuinely from the bottom of my heart that when you do these studies of Felix is more important than uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, you have these people online making news that are truly unbiased or have the ability to call out, you know, major corporations or other news outlets, political parties, whatever, like a Philip DeFranco. You have someone that can't be bought and sold. Your voice can't be controlled. You, you, you money doesn't like do anything for and you that, that just think of just for one second try to think about that okay like you live in a world you've always lived in this world as a media person or whatever you've grown, you've kind of come up in this world where everything can be bought and sold and is bought and sold right. you see it in front of your eyes right. and all of a sudden there's this one anomaly there's these two anomalies there's these very handful of people who have so much power who are who have access to the entire internet's worth of information they have access to the all these eyeballs and suddenly they don't give a fuck about your money right. that must just like completely turn their world upside down it's terrifying well yeah and even in the the podesta email leaks yeah. we saw firsthand just how many news outlets and people in the media that were actually sort of being bought and sold yeah. and it it's fucking crazy You know, and whether or not you believe that is fine. But people on the Internet play by a different set of rules, especially people that are not money hungry. So Phil and Felix both, I'm sure, make very comfortable livings, but they're not the type of people that are out there flaunting their extravagant wealth. They value their integrity, their voice, their opinion, whatever they want to make. And I'm basing a judging on their actions higher than any monetary value. Yes. So I think that the world that we're living in is not as black and white as the Wall Street Journal playing joke police and everyone getting upset. There's more to it. I think that this is a gen and this is what this podcast said that I mentioned earlier. I think that this is a genuine attack on like YouTube on the internet and as on independent creators as a whole, which is why when we open this, I said, I don't think that people really realize how like actually historic this is for, I mean, off the top, I can't recall another time that an MCN has ever dropped someone other than, you know, poor performance, poor numbers or some legal battle going on with something else. There's never been this public, like we didn't like what you made this one time you're out. I am also incredibly disappointed at YouTube for having an opportunity to stand by one of their own and they folded in the face of the Wall Street Journal of all fucking people. Like, that bothers me. You know what I mean? Like, instead of being like, you know, I understand your point, Wall Street Journal. I understand your point, Internet. But look, this falls under the category of creative freedom. And until he does something that, that we really can, you know, punish him for, he is our, our creator, our artist. And whether or not YouTube likes it, he is the biggest person on this platform. And he deserves to have, like, his back had by them. Like, they need to stand up for him. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. And that is incredibly disappointing to me and to other YouTubers that that you know at some point when when push comes to shove that your own fucking like corporation doesn't have your back the only people that do are the other people that in the same boat as you it's an incredibly isolating and lonely feeling being like 
my fucking boss like is just gonna it's, throw it, me to the wall it's kind of the, not that it, youtube's even our boss it's kind of reminiscent of early youtube it's like the the nature of the internet you all you have is your youtubers right yeah so in regards to you know free speech media news which yeah. is why i think phil is an incredibly important part of this component is that <laughs> i really truly believe that once he started making this not about nazi jokes but about calling the media out People started to fucking panic because 53 million people is a lot of fucking people. And if you have someone, remember we talked in that podcast about controlling thoughts and ideas, and that's what I really thought the censorship on YouTube was about. This is not about anti-Semitism and about a a poor, poor taste joke. It's it's not about any of that. It's about controlling thoughts and ideas and trying to cut Felix off at the fucking knees so that just in case he wants to keep going on. With this fuck the media like thing that he's got, that he can't rally people behind him. Yeah. What what resources do we have for Felix? We can cut off his funding. We can cut Take off his, his YouTube show. red show. Yeah. And this, uh, you guys know, I'm fucking out of my mind. I'm trying to stay calm, but with that big YouTube unsub glitch, like no, I'm so I was so mad that day because there is no way that someone at YouTube would just like oh oops my bad I just like wrote a line of code wrong. Absolutely not. We know that this has been going on for a long time, and they only addressed it that day because they got caught. Like, that is a deliberate... I'm sorry if I'm throwing shit out there. You're not. Like, I... I gotta get it out. I really feel like... If I'm not saying anything, I agree. So, (laughs) if I'm quiet... I really feel like that whole unsub glitch was not just, like, some oopsie, my bad. This was a deliberate way for them to self-police the platform. So that when you have these big mass unsubs from people, it just, you know, in theory, doubles and quadruples until that person can't be in a position of power anymore. And then one day, someone accidentally showed their cards. Yeah. Um, I really genuinely feel like uh, news and media outlets realized just how powerful one person can be because this has never happened before in the media. You've only ever had corporations and companies and and like CNN and fucking whatever that can be bought and sort of swayed and sold and, you know, whatever. We can control the narrative of what's getting out to people. But you have someone that is like the biggest fucking fuck you and also loose cannon and also whatever they want and has all of these people at their disposal. That's incredibly dangerous. And, And you are also also living in a world where the majority of people that are watching Felix, and this is a made-up statistic that I just made up in my head, so don't get mad at me. The majority of the people that are watching Felix are not paying $12 a fucking year to read the Wall Street Journal. These are two separate demographics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like you we're growing up in a place where our kids and us, when we're older, we don't look to those places to get our news anymore because we know that it's fucking, you know, a little bit shifty sometimes. Yeah, we don't pull I'm out not, our credit cards to get past the paywall right. to read the Wall I'm Street not, Journal. I'm not reading clickbait and I'm not clicking on this shit unless yeah. we're doing it for research for the fucking podcast because it, it's garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want someone's truthful and honest opinion and I find that on like independent people or news outlets yeah. that are not owned by, you know, they're not on your television. Yeah. That's what's going to happen is that all these kids are going to grow up and then this is dead. Wall Street Journal freaks out. What are we going to do? But I mean, the the underplaying of of the young Internet audience right now, the millennial audience of the Internet, the underplaying of their intelligence is is that's what's going to happen. It's going to bite these older news outlets in in the butt. And at the end of the day. 
all the information at the fingertips of all these young people now, that is going to breed a very, very smart older generation. Right. That is just going to happen. And then what happens is these idiotic sites get phased out. That's just, you know, I, I just I think that it's it's no coincidence that you have people routinely going after YouTube's biggest personality where if you can if you like contrast him with someone like Lily who's willing to have Bill Gates on their channel or Barack Obama or Michelle Obama you have the Tyler Oakleys of YouTube that are willing to play by the rules you know feed into whatever narrative that YouTube wants to give them whether or not you agree with that just contrast that with someone like Felix yeah. who whose channel and eyeballs cannot be bought and sold like it's a, this is a dangerous individual should they ever decide to start Telling those people what they should do. Not that he ever would. But something like, fuck the Wall Street Journal. This is incredibly damaging yeah. to tell 53 million people, fuck the Wall Street Journal. Huge. Because the odds are... That could bankrupt them. Yeah, the odds theory. are a lot of, a lot of those people uh, who are being told, fuck the Wall Street Journal, didn't even know what the Wall Street Journal was. Right. And, so and now we the can't only read thing the articles they that they wrote about him either because it costs $12 yeah, a month a comment, or whatever. I saw a comment on I Felix's... I can't read this. I saw... No, you know, I saw a comment on the Wall Street Journal video and it, it, it was like one of the top comments. It was like, hey, just want to say thanks. Didn't know who PewDiePie was, but now I'm subbed. <laughs> Right. It's like it's everyone is seeing right through this stuff. But I really I really feel like, you know, we went through these articles. We went through some of the gist of what people are saying and how off and wrong that is. That I really don't think that, you know, with the exception of this Forbes article, that they have ever really seen a PewDiePie video or where all of that stemmed from or where it came from or the fact that it is a fucking joke. Yeah. Uh, And it is a big troll job and a fuck you. And I'm just, I'm having a hard time sitting with the fact that this isn't a fucking hit job. Yeah. Because I don't, I think that it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think the truth is, is well, they really can't, being talked about I that mean, much. They can't just get rid of PewDiePie, right? Yeah. All they can do is try their best to fucking cut out his legs from underneath him. Yeah, every I mean everything about this, everything about it with uh, you know the the piece, the initial piece coming out and then the follow-up pieces and then them going to the, his house. Like all of it points to just a, a giant attack. It right. Just and like feels what he like said, that. it doesn't they, feel like they didn't ask him first. They went straight to his fucking sponsors in theory and cut them out and instead of trying and likely, to clear up and any likely situation. pressured the fuck out of them. Right. And none of this, you know, none of this feels like proper journalism or even anything close to it. It no. just doesn't. And anyone can really spot that. But I'm like, you know, we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast about <clears throat> when something happens in the YouTube community. You know, I try my best to to stay unbiased, but I can't in this situation because this is fucked up. This is wrong. Yeah. And also, I'd like to talk about the future of what this means for the for the online community because what this has set a precedent for is any MCN can just drop somebody if they feel like it because they don't they don't like a joke that you made. Or or a bigger site doesn't like the joke that you made and is coming to you to drop them, putting pressure on you. Right. So you might think your MCN has your back of all costs and that YouTube no matter does. what, they're your homies, yeah. But at the end of the day, you make a Nazi joke and then the Wall Street Journal goes to your MCN and says, hey, drop them or, or we're going to blow you guys and expose you guys out of the water. Uh, okay, uh, bye, creator. It was fun. Uh, we got to do this. It's okay. I, and I mean, we've never loved MCNs. You guys know that. A lot I've, of people don't. But. I'm not with one. 
Nor am I. <laughs> yeah. We're not, I like yeah. this. You forgot that other article. Is it in the other room or something? No, I have it. This oh, one right it's, here. yeah. It was uh, not to sidetrack for a second, but yeah. this one talked about how the reason that some people can get away with making anti Semitic jokes and other people can't is because they do it well. Like South Park does it well. PewDiePie didn't. No, South Park is a fucking cartoon. PewDiePie <laughs> is one person that is also himself for a yeah, living. Yeah, a cartoon of, of a team of comedians who have been doing it for years and years and years, specifically that. And it's also set in a non real world setting. So fuck off. But great source and, of South Park. And comedy is subjective. And I also happened to, I thought that what PewDiePie did was funny. And, it was shocking. It was funny. And and PewDiePie said, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm sorry. I'm a, uh, what does he say? I'm, I'm a young, stupid comedian. I made a mistake. Like, yeah. you're, fine. It's comedy. Fuck. Okay. But, no, I really, I really think that um, people are getting a little uh, bogged down about what this is actually about. But to me, I feel like it's very clear what this is about. This is about power and control, and it's about controlling ideas. It's about controlling thoughts. Who gets to say what and when? Because as of, you know, before this situation, Felix really did enjoy some free speech. Yes. And could say whatever he wanted against YouTube and could say whatever he wanted against a lot of other, you know, powers of authority around him. I don't know. I don't know his life. Yeah. But that's what made him so great was because he was he had this giant platform, 53 million people. And instead of sort of internalizing whatever frustrations he had about YouTube or internalizing whatever frustrations he had about the media, he used his platform fucking talked about yeah. it, which he did it in a funny and entertaining way. People can understand. Yeah. And find it relatable somehow, because everyone has felt like they're sort of being taken advantage of at some point, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I, I'm like genuinely proud that we have someone in our community because if, if I had 53 million subscribers and all of this pressure was on me, I'm not sure that you would that, have the balls to get on your fucking channel and talk about yes, it. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure mm -hmm. that I would be the person that would be like, no, you know what? I know I could apologize for this fucking joke right now and make this sort of go away. But you know what I'd rather do is point out how absolutely fucked up this is. And he did that. Yeah. And for that, I couldn't ask anything more from our our number one most subscribed person on our platform. Yeah, I think Felix. I think Felix has handled this whole thing specifically well, but uh, in generally handles himself well at the position he's at. And it's an understated thing to think about. Wow, that might actually be a really hard spot <laughs> with all that power, with all those people watching, and you have so many issues that you want to talk about and to to. Not exposed, but to just like talk about it and right. let people know that's happening so that you don't feel like you're going to go crazy right. because you feel like you're being manipulated or whatever. You know, he's dealt with himself. He's dealt with this and he's handled himself very, very well, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I could do it. And I it, what's happening in my eyes is that Felix is one person fighting a fucking system of people. Yeah. He's fighting it on. That's that's, that's really what this but is. But like, not even one front. It's like multiple fronts. Yeah. And because he's one person that has all this power, he's not even American, and he's fighting right, the Wall Street yeah. Journal. <laughs> he is one person. He has all this power. Yeah. Like he's getting attacked from all angles, yeah. but he has no support other yeah. than the community around him. Which it's very satisfying. I got to say to see him come out of this kind of how he has. Mm. You know, he's come out of this whole situation um, with more subscribers and more support, and you know, overall. 
with the YouTuber community on his side. You know, it's I watched I really watched a lot of his comments the last few days because I was looking through them and I wanted to see what people were saying. Um, get through the you know the top comments and see what some of the comments and a lot of them are just like, you know, you took the you took the win here. You mm-hmm. really you really did this right and this could have been terrible for you and right. it wasn't and you did you know look where you're at and look at all these subs and look at all this support and you know he quietly uploaded another video. Uh, unrelated to any of this, just normal content where he where he tried these like mind tricks. He was making fun of this. He's been little, doing that, yeah. And, and you know, just mad props. I, I I just I don't know. I'm I'm also proud of how he's handled the situation. I'm proud of how the YouTube community has come together for him and for this because this is setting a really nasty precedent of what happens to an individual when something is happening in your life or on your channel that whoever deems is fucked up. Yeah. Like there's there's no reason why the Wall Street Journal should be able to do this. They don't have that authority. No. They don't have that authority. First of all, you're not joke police yeah. of anything, boy. Yeah. Second of all well, I don't understand where they get off. Like write <laughs> write your articles, do your thing, be on Wall Street. This is this this is so clearly about fucking power and control to me. Yeah. I, I and I hear other people I hear when they say that PewDiePie offended you, that it's offensive. Like I get it. I get it all. But I, I've I just I really think this is clearly about trying to uh knock down one person so that they don't have to have this fear of him, you know, mobilizing anyone. Not phys- I'm not even talking about physically. No, I'm just talking on, mobilizing on my... thoughts. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Progressing thoughts in a way that is unsavory to people whose livelihoods depend on him to be quiet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the media is very upset that he keeps doing this and they will continue to demonize him because like they don't they don't want him. They to, don't want to lose Ken and they want right. to silence it. And I, when we talked about politics and we talked about Obama, and we talked about fucking Bill Gates and shit like that. I really also do feel like this is a deliberate effort to make sure that we don't have a 50 million uh, person revolt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's about controlling thoughts and ideas, just like how we saw with what YouTube chooses to demonetize and control and not. And YouTube spoke volumes when they chose not to side with Felix. And it's making me hard for me to think that my point is wrong. Yeah. If they had stood up for Felix, I think I would take my point back. Yeah. Like you said, it's not one thing. It's kind of the whole group of events that have happened to make us form these opinions and really feel this way. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's scary. It's, you know, I'm, I'm like a little heartbroken by YouTube. I'm heartbroken that they would do that to him. And like, yeah, it's not like they deleted his channel. They took him off preferred ads and they took away Scare PewDiePie, which I'm sure people are like, oh, that's not even a big deal. But it is, though. It speaks volumes as to who you're siding with. Yeah. You're siding with fucking corporate America and the Wall Street journals yeah. over over your over your number one top creator mm-hmm. over which, the person that has which in, billions of views like the the person the that top is, creator the guy who has driven so much traffic to your site more than anyone many more than any one single person and which in theory could be a lot worse right I mean PewDiePie is for the most part an awesome dude right he's a he's a good role model he's you know whatever he's he's not the worst guy to have at number one on youtube it could be very 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 bad i think youtube in theory and and felix has also echoed this that i really feel like youtube would rather have someone 
as their top creator that will parrot the too bad you don't get to choose that and that's what they're trying to do with some of the other creators right. like you talk about the Bill Gates thing I mean that feels like exactly that right. and you know it's 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 too bad for YouTube it's too bad for these people who have these agendas that want the biggest creator to be X and right. they are Y right. sorry but that you don't get to choose. He made his channel, and he did with it as he pleased, and he is now the top creator by far on the platform, and you have to deal with it. Yeah. That's it. You can do what you want with these other big creators and have them try to be, you know, try to puppet them around and do what you do what you want, but Felix isn't going to have that, and he showed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah, please. It's a, it's a loaded, yeah. you know discussion it's a loaded issue there's a lot of parts and i know that when i get like super heated and angry about stuff that my thoughts don't always make sense so i imagine that i'm gonna have to do some clarifying in the comments because i don't even fucking know what i said for most of the, I we, uh out. and and understand guys you know this is just this is our podcast these are our opinions but we don't claim to be right about everything so right. that's why we want you guys to participate we want to see your comments um also we will link all three articles we read from and and cited down below in the description in the underpants so let us know your thoughts and we really appreciate you guys all listening to us and hearing us out and tuning in and if you're new welcome if you're not dink and if you have an opposing uh view i would honestly love to hear it because i'm i'm i haven't been exposed to anything really other than uh news articles like i haven't heard i guess piff sort of Maybe in yeah. theory, but I'd be was curious like, to I see under- what else he is out said. There. I like I understand how people, yeah. but it wasn't like an argument. No, I definitely be all. curious to see what else is out there on the other side. Mm. But thank you guys so much. Yeah. We will see you guys for another episode of the Jennifer Podcast next Fuck week. Yeah, PewDiePie, save PewDiePie, <laughs> save PewDiePie, save PewDiePie, save Felix. <laughs> Later, guys. Bye.